0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another Bus Stop Podcast. Eric Wesley here with you as usual to guide you through our time today. We have a special podcast on tap for you as we sit down with the Bus executives. We have Andre Schwimlin, co-founder and CEO, joining us. Andre, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, good to see you again. Good, good. And we also have Max Zumer, COO. Max, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, and great to be here. And joining us as well is Christoph DeBus, CFO of the company. Christoph, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Eric. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. We are glad to have each of you here with us today. We have some questions that we will get to from our employees, uh, but we're going to start out today's discussion with an update on how the two companies are moving forward as we continue to strengthen, simplify, and ignite on this journey. And then after we hear from you all on this update, we will then shift our focus to questions sent in by you, our employees. And we wanna thank each of our employees who sent in questions for our senior executives from Flixbus to be able to answer today. So Andre, we will get started with you. If you will uh, talk about the change to the executive board and how that will benefit the business as we move forward. Hi, Eric. Hi, Greyhound team. Uh, thanks
1: for having us. I'm very excited to be here again. I'm sure you saw our end-of-the-year greeting. Um, today, I'm really happy to be here also with Christoph, who joined us in March as CFO. I'm very, very happy to have him on board. He's, I mean, a strong addition to our management board, and um, I'm super convinced that with his rich experience, he is the perfect match for Flix. Um, and when I talk to Christoph about Flix and Greyhound, I told him this is the deal of the century in our industry. So now I'm more than happy we could win him on on our journey and to write the next 100 years of passenger transportation history. We also set up um, the new management board um, in a way that we want to be ready for a global company that we are now with like two equally sized businesses almost in um, Europe and the US, Um, so global ambition. Um, big challenges ahead um, on global expansion but also the ground integration and we want to really use the opportunity to hand over responsibility to the markets and the departments. That's why we also promoted Max, um, who's responsible for the greyhound and flex business in the US, to COO, um, hired a new CCO, she's coming, um, she joined in April and really set up the management team to give the markets the entrepreneurial freedom to act on the strategy that we jointly have. And I think this is the whole nature of what we build up here, getting the company ready for the journey ahead.
0: Excellent, excellent. Max, as we come to you, uh, as changes continue to take place between Flix and Greyhound, the focus is on strengthening our core competencies, simplifying by focusing on the essentials and streamlining, and then igniting by using technology to enhance our products and unlock new potential on our journey together. Uh, Can you talk about how that's been going up to this point?
2: Yeah, thanks Eric. I think it's been a really exciting ride so far. I think it's been fantastic for me personally, but also the teams uh, getting to know each other, for the Flix team to learn about the rich history of of Greyhound and I mean, the way that things are done um, here in Dallas, and also vice versa kind of for the Greyhound team getting to know the, um, the Flix team, having a lot of visitors over the past couple of months and learning about our kind of very technology-focused approach. And I think the um, the yep. upcoming months are going to be marked with a lot of work on getting ready for the sales platform switch. I think we're um, we're in great shape, we're in making great progress. And I think also the way that the teams work together now is, is really fascinating and very kind of enriching for, for everybody that's involved in this project. And. <clears throat> I think um, one of the first I mean, results that, that's quite tangible and that we can see out there is that we got the cross-selling life. So now, if you go to greyhound.com, you'll be able to also book a Flixbus ticket there, which is a first glimpse, but of course, uh, there's much more um, to
0: come in that direction. Sounds good. Uh, Christoph, welcome. Uh, I know you recently joined Flix in March, I believe. Uh, Let me ask you: uh, prior to joining Flix, where did where were you before then?
3: Yeah, thank you, Eric. Yes, I'm delighted to be part of the team. And I spent the last two decades in working in various C-suite roles in the travel and transportation company, and mainly in airlines. So obviously, this is flight level zero, but it's a very exciting flight level zero, and there are a lot of similarities and therefore I'm quite glad to be part of the team. Well, good. We are
0: glad you are here and as part of the CFO, um, how are we moving along when it comes to syncing up the financial aspect of things for the two companies? Yeah. First, when you bring in or bring together two
3: companies, the most important thing is that the management teams get along. And what I feel in the last five year, uh, five weeks I'm with the business is that there's an extremely good team fit and I feel the energy and as Andre said at the beginning, strategically, the Greyhound acquisition is the most important thing for Flix for 2022. Mm-hmm. It's such an important milestone from a European perspective. It's an iconic brand. Everyone in uh, Europe knows Greyhound, so I think it's really important for our profitable growth strategy. It's really about further growth for the combined business, but it's also about profitability. We live in unprecedented times. We have a war in Europe. We are still not. Maybe we are, hopefully, but we don't know if we are fully over with the pandemic, so I think it's also up to us to really make sure we deliver for our investors and that we make the joint business very
0: profitable. Sounds good. Well, gentlemen, that is uh, thank you for the introductions and answering those questions. We are now going to move into some questions from the Greyhound employees that the wondering minds want to know. So they have submitted some excellent questions around strategy, acquisition, uh, synergies and so forth. And Andre, we'll come back to you for the first set of questions, uh, which are, what was the deciding factor and reason for acquiring Greyhound? We'll ask you that, if we can get you to answer that first. And then the second question will be, what were the biggest reservations or concerns about the acquisition and what percentage of the executive team was in favor or against the acquisition? So uh, going back to that first one, what was the deciding factor and reason for acquiring Greyhound?
1: I mean, for us, this was the perfect match. This was the perfect match to bring the bus market in the US to a new level. And and our rationale was to accelerate our expansion. We were expanding in the US, but obviously combining flexing ground is a step change. And on the other hand, we were confident that we can utilize on the synergies between the two companies, that we bring along each company something that is valuable for the other company. Therefore, this was clearly that this is the big strategic move that we want to do and that we have to do. And maybe Eric. Uh, tacking on the question that you also raised, or the team raised, on what percentage of the executive team was in favor or against the acquisition, it was a very clear decision. The full management team was behind that acquisition, and this was our clear statement also towards our shareholders. This is not a can-do, this is a must-do. We have to do this acquisition, and yes, it was done in pandemic times. So obviously, there are doubts, we struggle, it's a big acquisition. But we stand behind this deal, we stood behind this deal, and we are more than happy um, that we did it after the initial months down in the acquisition.
0: And and Andre, were there any reservations or concerns about the acquisition? Yeah, obviously, the the relatively large operational footprint, where we have to acknowledge that we as
1: Flix don't bring a lot to the table. I mean, let's be very honest, I mean, we are not the best bus operator on the earth. Um, therefore, that was definitely a concern. How well can we manage it? How well can we bring it together? At the end, two things made us confident. One is we already had an acquisition in Turkey with Kamikoc, which was an operational company running like six, seven, eight hundred buses in our own operations, so very similar to Greyhound. Um, and what we did there is we trusted the management team. So we bought a company that was well working. Um, we didn't touch operations too much. We gave a strategic guidance and focused on where we are good at. Um, And this was also and still is our strategy for Greyhound. Um, Therefore, we became more and more confident that this is something that will work and we will manage. um, And now working on it, Um, so the big PMI concerns in terms of it's a complex and big integration, we're getting less and less uh, concerned. It's a lot of work. Um, So I would say today, the uh, initial concerns are completely vanished. And we look only forward to the
0: power of the combined business. Uh, Andre, has there been any investor pushback with the acquisition of Greyhound now that a significant percentage of revenue is generated through heavy capex on the Greyhound side, as opposed to Flix's capital light business model? I think that's
1: that's a a very good question, and I think um, like. Besides that, I want to say it's really a lot of very good questions and I'm impressed by the quality and the thoughtfulness of the questions, so happy to answer that. Yes, obviously, when we proposed the deal initially, there were concerns like on the operational footprint and and how well can we run our operational company, how does that fit to the DNA and culture of Lix? So yes, we had initially to convince our shareholders a bit to go that way with us, Um, but the strategic rationale, on the one hand, the opportunity in the American market, and our proof points from PMI through Kami Koch and other M&As, I think, were very, very strong arguments. And at the end, shareholders tagged along to the strategic vision and support us on the way here. Um, and also, Achim, our head of the advisory board, is coming over to Dallas to be parts of the team, um, so they are fully on board on the journey.
0: Sounds good, uh, Max. Let's move over to you, and uh, we have couple of questions from the employees about the synergies. Uh, what do you see as long-term synergies between Flix and Greyhound? And what is the short-term and long-term strategy or strategic direction for the two companies in the U.S.?
2: Yeah, I think that was a, a very um, positive learning after closing. We discovered a lot about the company and, I mean, we were very happy to see that. Uh, the kind of the synergies that we expected and that this was even exceeded. So we see clear synergies on the network, on the brand and on the tech side. And I mean, on the network side, to start with the first one, it's really, it's really highly complementary. Greyhound brings this great coverage of pretty much all of the US and really connecting um, any place in the US with any other place in the US. And that's something that nobody could, um, could build coming in, in a, as an outsider. Also, Flix alone would have not stood a chance to, to build that. And Flix, on the other hand, has really um, grown significantly over the past years on the point-to-point, so more focused on the, on the coastal regions and the big point-to-point markets. And I mean, bringing that together is just a, a perfect fit. And I'm, I'm very happy about that and, and, and I see a lot of potential for that. And then same on the brand side, I mean, we have Greyhound, which is this um, really well-known brand um, and we have Flix as kind of the, the new brand on the block, which will help us to attract new customers and um, that really, I mean, together um, is a great foundation to, to build the customer base, to build ridership and um, yeah, to, to bring long distance coach services to as many people as possible. And then finally, I mean, um, Flix has always been very focused on tech, and we're going to um, roll that tech also out to um, to the greyhound piece of the business. And I think that's a great opportunity to really unify the tech platform to have kind of a, a big platform on which we can develop tech, um, new tech features, drive the kind of the the edge that we have over competition on the tech side. So these are the big synergies that I see, and I think they're they're really really powerful to also um, meet our long-term and and medium-term strategic goals, which is clearly um, grow the business, grow the ridership and grow the the top line of the business. We really believe that uh, the long-distance coach is a fantastic way of getting around, especially in times when environmental concerns become more and more important. It plays a big role and I think um, we're perfectly positioned with the combined company, with the two brands, with the combined networks to meet that demand. And of course, we want to do that while um, always keeping a, a very close watch on on profitability. I mean, we, we want to grow and we want to make sure that as a company, um, we do this in a, in a highly profitable way. Uh,
0: th- to follow that up, uh, we have a question from an employee that says, as we move to integrate our teams and systems, what are our biggest obstacles and how will we define success?
2: Yeah, maybe starting with the success piece. So. Of course, we, uh, we want to kind of keep the top line. We believe that what we saw before the, before the COVID crisis, um, there was already a big market. Our clear ambition is to, uh, to grow back to the kind of market that we saw before the, um, before the COVID crisis and make sure that the, the combined revenues of, of Flix and Greyhound exceed what we saw before the crisis. And that's also more short-term when we look at the, at the platform switch Of course kind of the 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 core objective that with the platform switch we're not losing any of those revenues and that's true for the booking side of things but also then for the operation side so really making sure that we tackle this massive complexity of doing this platform switch and making sure that everything out there on the field also runs smoothly in terms of operations of buses in terms of agents selling tickets in terms of working together with um, third parties so that we don't have any operational hiccups when when we do that and that I think is also, I mean, when we look at the obstacle side of things, I think that's also the obvious thing. I mean, it's a it's a massive transformation. I think it's a it's a very very ambitious transformation that we're doing together, um, and of course also in terms of timing, we've we've set an ambitious date with um, the September platform switch, but. As you can see from the commitment that we're bringing in on, on both sides, I mean, a lot of the the Greyhound team is is very much focused on making the transition work. Same on the Flick side, we have a lot of people from the business side on on the Flicks team, but also pretty much a hundred percent of our tech capacity dedicated to this. So we're very very confident that we can make it work. It's I mean it's it's top top of the list on our strategic agenda, and. On the other side, um, we will of course always uh, keep a very close eye on progress, make sure that we have everything in line, make sure we don't discover any red flags, and ultimately be, be, be reasonable um, if we should discover any of, the, any of those red flags. But so far as I said before, fantastic progress, I think the, the teams are really getting together and working together um, in a very integrated and, and collaborative fashion. So I'm very confident and super happy
0: with the progress. Thank you, thank you, Christoph. Let's move over to you. An um, employee's question on this is: uh, Due to the ongoing war in Ukraine, gas prices rising, travel costs and cost of living uh, rapidly increasing, what actions are being taken to mitigate the impact on the business, or how do you think we can benefit from from this? Yes, <clears throat> obviously the huge spike
3: in gas prices is impacting everyone. Uh, It's impacting us as a bus operator. However, it's also impacting uh, the owner of cars because for them the gas prices make up 100% of the the operational costs. So what we believe in such a situation actually our competitiveness will grow as bus operator. Uh, So, we see an advantage out of this uh, situation Um, So, and on the other hand, obviously, we also have to tackle the underlying inflation which we see in the market. Uh, This is a big challenge. Currently, we are doing quite well in trading, we see really good load factors, we see good Yields, so that's really all good, but we it's a constant challenge for us to really make sure we cover all these operational cost increases. But long term, we believe that the gas price increase will help us to have more people discovering the beauty of shared economy and uh, or shared mobility, and that more people will move on to. Uh, traveling with buses and as we provide the most affordable form of travel actually this is an advantage and at the same time cost management, management of margins will always be key for us. But the beauty of the team up of flicks together with Greyhound is I think we have a very experienced, as Andre mentioned, operator of buses. We have with Flix, they bring all the distribution knowledge and strengths, so I think that's really up to us to make it work. Again in very unprecedented times, so for us it will be really about managing our margins and our costs to be the winner at the end of the game.
0: Unprecedented times, definitely, especially with the war in Ukraine taking place, Andre. Uh, can you talk about what Flix is doing to support Ukraine uh, during this time?
1: It's a, it's a great opportunity to speak on that question because we all live in times which we wish would have been gone War in Europe and um, obviously this is not only close to our home but also close to our heart. Um, we took decisive action when the war broke out. Um, I think there is the very obvious thing that you do. We stop business in Russia um, we shut down the small Russian business that we had. We shut down the lines to Russia um, after the war broke out. Um, nevertheless, we are supporting our Russian team um, because it's not there or they left the country to a large extent and we support them. Um, on Ukraine, um, I think I was amazed by the initiative that came from the team. This everything we did as um, Flix is not driven by us as management, it's driven by the team. So our team, our partners, and drivers—we have been providing humanitarian aid since the attack on the Ukraine. Um, so I would say about hundred people. We're working on this from day one, and this means being present in Kiev, being present in Lviv, being present in the Polish-Ukrainian border, organizing buses, getting people out of the war zone. Um, and this is what we could support with free rides, with additional lines to um, provide. Um, transportation towards Western Europe and to safety. Um, we organize a lot of charter services from Western Europe to uh, the Ukraine, where we bring uh, humanitarian aid and relief supplies for people in need to Ukraine, and then take people back um, who wants to flee the country. Um, so, for example. We took 600 orphans and 12 buses from the Ukraine border to Poland, and um, we work closely with authorities, NGOs, the United Nations um, to provide these services. Um, A couple of 10,000 of people, refugees, have been carried from Poland to Western Europe in our regular lines, um, and obviously we are still doing Uh, our lines in Ukraine. So um, our buses are still out there. Um, We go until at the moment to Lviv, so Western Ukraine, where it's um, safe. Um, But um, let me be clear, as soon as the um, war allows, we will reopen service to Kiev. I think uh, Ukraine needs the support. They they need the support from all of us. And it's our job to do what we are best in. We transport people. Um, So in these crazy times, um, this is what we can do for Ukraine. So we will keep sending buses, we will keep transporting people. And uh, a good thing to hear at these times is there are more people returning, returning to Ukraine than they are fleeing from Ukraine. And I think in the moment we open services to to Kiev again and can bring back people to Kiev, we see the tide is turning and maybe this comes to a good end and we will stand with Ukraine and support the not only the team that we have there, because we have um, about 30 people from the Ukraine and in the Ukraine working, but also the Ukrainian people who are suffering from that war.
0: Gentlemen, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Andre, Christoph, and Max, thank you all for being here on the podcast. But I must say we're not done because we have plenty of questions to answer from our employees. So for those of you listening, don't fret if your question did not get answered today because we will return with part two of the podcast to answer more of the questions you have submitted as we continue to move forward on the Greyhound Flixbus bus journey. I want to thank each of you for your time and bringing everyone up on up to speed on what we talked about today. So thank you Max. Thank you, Christoph, and thank you Andre. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. As you continue to work, Greyhound employees, remember you are Greyhound, be safe, be stellar, and we'll see you again for part two when we answer more of your questions about the Greyhound Flixbus journey.